everybody. Welcome back to Do Something Together podcast and video series. We're glad that you guys are here. Thanks for checking it out. If this is your first episode, you have a lot to catch up on. So skip this one and just go back to the beginning and catch up because there's been so much good content uh, so far in this series. Um, we are in the second half of uh, this series. We, in the first half, the first few episodes, we talked about the why, why it's important to have community. This half of the podcast, we're talking about the how. These are the practical things that we can do to uh, engage in community, lead it well, be productive when it comes to this. Um, you know, all summer long, we've been talking about it doesn't matter really what you do, just do something together. We were not meant to do life alone. Today, joined once again by Johnson Guthrie, our student pastor at our campus, and uh, we're going to get into a great conversation about how students can lead uh, in this area, not just their own generation, but we as adults can learn a lot from them, and so uh, that's the conversation today. You ready to get going? Oh yeah, born ready, dude. All right, let's get into it. Okay, well, welcome in once again, uh, Johnson. Just a, a quick refresher in case people just just ignored what I said earlier and did not go back and listen to the rest of the episodes. Uh, just really quick, uh, uh, like a twenty second rundown of who you are, what you do, why you do it. Go. Okay, uh, my name is Johnson Guthrie. I'm born and raised in Searcy, Arkansas. Uh, I am a youth pastor. Um, I, I believe in this generation. I believe in the next generation. Generation Alpha is what we learned yeah. in the other episodes. And uh, I believe and uh, my mission is to put Jesus in the hallways and um, by pouring into these students. Love it. Yes. Uh, so if if you remember back, it's been several episodes ago now, but we talked about uh, you know what why students value, why the next generation values community. And I know I learned a lot in that episode, stuff that I didn't know uh, about how, you know, they, they value authentic com community no matter where it is, mm -hmm. whether it's in, in person or online, they value it. If they can find it, they value it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think when it comes to, and, and the title of this one is specifically how the next generation can lead this, and obviously, they can help lead their friends in this mm -hmm. biblically, because we want we want to promote healthy relationships, right? Yeah. yeah. Biblical community, uh, but how they can not just lead their generation well, but they can lead us well in that. Let's start first with leading their own generation, leading mm -hmm. their peers. Um, what What are things that either you're noticing in students, or that you are trying to teach students to do when it comes to having healthy biblical community in their own lives um so with with teaching them on how to have it with biblical community is by really just saying you know teaching the the five people principle and how like um you're right in the middle between your five people that you hang around the most uh but i'm also kind of teaching them like you don't have to wait until someone to start something mm. and you have to wait till someone to go play four squared go play football you know, I uh, had a conversation with this student. This is uh, this is a Thursday we're recording, and last night, Wednesday, I uh, had a conversation with a student, and uh, really nobody was really outside, and everybody was inside. Imagine like fifty kids inside, and there's the only thing there is is we, 
and and all that and we're like Nintendo Wii. Nintendo Wii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not urine. <laughs> I did not think that would come up on this kind of podcast, but it did. I went there. Sorry. Okay. I this may get edited out. No, it won't. It won't get edited out. It's fine. We can laugh. Uh but uh, had had three, you know, eighth grade girls are like, man, I, I want to go play Foursquare. I'm like, okay, what are you waiting on? They're like, well, no one's out there. Okay, but if you go out there, people will follow you out there. And, yeah. I, and even right before that, um, there was people playing Foursquare, and I had to leave to go do something in production. And I come back, and nobody's in Foursquare. And I'm like, where, where are y'all going? Well, there's nobody here. Like, there's no line. They're like, okay, why don't you start it? And they're like, well, we'll come back when there's a line. And then they had a conversation with the three eighth grade girls. I said, why don't y'all go do it? And a few minutes later, literally 20 people were playing Foursquare. Yeah. So like something I'm teaching them is that if, if you want, you know, if you're bored and you want to go do something and you're around so many people, just go do it. Like go start it, go have it. And if, when it comes to the biblical part of it, bringing God into the equation, it's like you don't have to wait for the youth pastor or the leader to start a, 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 a small group. Start it. Yeah. Like you don't have to wait on someone to do it. You can do it. Like you're equipped. You've got the Bible. Just open up the Bible and read, like start reading somewhere together. So like you don't have to wait on someone. That's good. You know, one of the principles that I learned early on and shout out to Jared, you know who you are, uh, who who helped teach me this back in the day Uh, when we first became new life, he gave me this principle and I've, it's stuck with me since. If you want to find the leader in a room, when you walk in, find out who people are gathered around. Yeah. That's, that's where the leaders are. And so if, if I would tell any student this, and I, I tried to tell them when I was a student pastor, but I would tell adults this as well. This applies just as much. When you walk into a room, look around. You're going to identify leaders. But if you notice that people are gravitating toward you, you're the leader. Yeah, You are a leader. Whether or not you are have a position or a title is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. If, if you are attracting people, if people want to be around you, you are a leader, what are you going to do with it at that point? Yeah. And I think every person is capable of being a leader. I would even go so far, you know, we talk about the five people principle. Uh, you are probably leading somebody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's probably leading somebody. Yeah. And so do something with it like you're talking about. Yeah. Well, there's even the, uh, the five levels of leadership uh, with John Maxwell, that book. You know, the, it's, it always talks about level one's position. And that's like the weakest level, mm-hmm. you know, like just because that it would be saying, Johnson, you're a leader because you're a youth pastor. But like at level two is all about relationships. And um, you, I, I would go uh, as far as to say, you don't have to be a, to go through level one to have a level two leadership. Yeah. You can be a level two leader without going through level one. Mm-hmm. And if people are coming to you, that means you have a relationship with someone with, with those people and you can go, you can go do something together. You can go on a mission. You can go play Foursquare. You can go start a Bible study. You have a relationship with them, and um, you're already a level two leader yeah. at that point. Yeah, I would say you know one of my favorite things to say when I, when I get the opportunity to teach on it is that everybody has a story. Every, everybody's story is unique to them, but there are so many people that will also relate to your story, um, yeah. and you're. You're not going to be best friends with everybody. You're just not. <laughs> yeah. Like it just doesn't work that way. But, you know, you're able to connect with so many different students that I couldn't connect with. Um and vice versa. I, there were students that I would be able to connect with that you couldn't. Yeah. Um the same thing with their peers. Like you're going to have friends 
if you're a student listening to this, you're not going to get along with everybody, and that's okay. Yeah. The people you do get along with and that you connect with, make sure that, you know, make sure you're making each other better. Yeah. Make sure that you're cultivating the healthy relationships and you're plucking the weeds on the unhealthy, toxic ones. Yeah. Doesn't mean you 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 can't mend those relationships later, mm-hmm. but you need to invest in the healthy relationships yeah. as much as possible. I think um, there's a lot of drama <laughs> when it comes to like high school. Oh yeah, you know, and oh, friendships yeah. and stuff. But I would even say um, that us as you know us, you know, trying to trying to lead these students and lead the next generation, we've got to teach them that accountability is okay. And uh, how to take accountability because uh, a lot of drama comes back to, okay, but you as a friend, uh, if this bothers you, why don't you go talk to the person? Then they talk and then there's like, oh, well, I just discovered something else. It's like, it's just a a cycle that just keeps it going. And I think accountability is so good and it goes back to making each other better and iron sharpening iron because, you know, if we're not growing each other, um, then you'll be complacent and you're not going to grow. Right. So like, uh, accountability is always good too. And I think that's something that we need to, we need to value when we go into community. Yeah. You know, you mentioned iron sharpening iron, you know, when, when you do sharpen, if you, you, if you've ever sharpened a knife, you might notice this when you do that, there are pieces that are coming off of that mm-hmm. old blade. And it's literally the only way to sharpen it is to remove the little spurs and bits off of it. You are literally destroying things. You're stretching. It may be painful. There's a reason it makes that sound that's terrible. And I think sometimes we we fear doing that in our relationships mm-hmm. because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But real accountability is often uncomfortable. Yeah. Um you know, people would say all the time, you know, when and when I have a relationship with Jesus, when I became a Christian, I thought it, things would be easier. Not necessarily. Usually it's the opposite. It yeah. becomes harder. Yeah. There's a reason it talks about that the road is narrow. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus is not, Jesus was sometimes abrasive in what he said. He yeah. was, he was controversial in, in a lot of ways. And so real authenticity that like we talked about the last time we, we talked and then accountability mm-hmm. is often abrasive. Yeah. And that's why you sharpen each other is because you can be authentic enough to be accountable mm-hmm. and say, hey, you're not doing this right, or I see this in you. It can't all be negative, though. No. Really important. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to have some relationship equity there. It, exactly. Uh, but it is, imp- it is important not just to surround yourself with yes men. Mm-hmm. Have people who will hold you, hold you accountable and tell you when you're messing up. Yeah. Um, let's let's shift now from from peer to peer to how the next. I really do believe this. How the next generation can lead us as adults. How, how what can they show us? What can we, as well? You're still young, <laughs> but what what? Look at me, okay. As as a, a mid to late thirties, um, and there are going to be there are people that are older that are listening to this. Um, what can what can these students do that we can learn from? What is it that they're doing so well? I know one right off the bat, but I want to hear from you first if you've got something. Um, I think one that they do so well is um, going to find their friends and then also bringing the friends. 
And uh, But I think a way that we can really lead up is by uh, not being afraid to go have conversations with strangers. Mm. And um, I'm terrible at that. <laughs> I am terrible at that. Well, I mean, I think... Um, I think I think everybody's really timid to do that, you know, and I would consider myself good at it, but I get timid to do it. You know, sometimes I want to hide in the shadows and just not go do it, but I think whenever we get uncomfortable and go talk to people, and even though it's awkward and it's awkward conversation, it's small talk, like, it doesn't matter. It's really showing, um, it's really showing that no matter what, I'm going to go reach out and um, going to go start something, yeah. you know. So just leading by doing yeah, kind of example. like what we're talking about all, all summer long is just doing something. Yeah, with somebody. Yeah. Um, one thing I had n- noted here was about uh, interactions and how students blows me away how much they're on their phones. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we did a series my my last year as a student pastor. We did a series on on social media and technology, yeah. and it blew me away that they're on their phones like seven plus hours a day. Oh, dude, I've seen one 18. That's just ridiculous to me. It, it just, I mean, I feel like I'm on my phone a lot and it's like three and a half hours, Yeah, you know, so I can't imagine being on it that much. But one thing I do know they do is they do a great job of, of making those touch points. They'll, they'll communicate with people. They'll check in. They'll, they'll do that. Yeah. Um, text messaging, it says this. This is from the Pew Research Center. 55% of teens spend time every day texting with friends. Over half of all students are spending some time every day texting a friend. Yeah. And now sometimes it may be that same friend, but I, I've, you know, I've seen so many of them that will just say, yeah, I just, I hadn't thought about that person. I'll just text them or they'll see their post online or some video that they're in and they'll comment and they, they're very interactive. Whereas I think this is just a shot to the older generations we tend to be voyeurs. We tend now, you know, you get to be, there's a lot of, sorry, boomers out there <laughs> that will start Facebook wars in the comment sections on YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of, of Xers and millennials, we, we just tend to, we'll scroll online, but we're not going to like anything. We're not going to comment. We're not going to check in. We're not going to DM. We're not going to share stuff. Mm-hmm. We're just there to consume where it feels like the next generation does a really good job of creating community. Yeah. And, you know, we talked the last time we had a conversation about how it's cross platform and it seems like they, that they're consistent in that. And it's something I think we can learn from. Yeah. I think, um, I think I agree with you with really, they, they do really good at reposting. And like, if, if something cool happens on our youth night, <clears throat> a lot of them will video it and post it to their stories. And I think it, where one goes, two or three go. And if they're going to youth and they're like, this is awesome, this is fun, you know, we're jumping around to I thank God. And it, it brings two or three more students every single week because of the community they're building online. And uh, I think, like you said, you know, they, they're really good at building community. Like naturally, yeah. And I don't think they know it, but they're just yeah. good at it. <laughs> yeah, know? I don't. They have no idea that they're doing it. Yeah, and I think that's why we can learn from that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we can apply it into our own ways. You, you may not be online, you may not have a great social media presence, you may not even have social media, but I think that principle can apply. It's yeah. just a principle of sharing, sharing yeah. what you're going through. Again, we go back to that word authenticity. 
but I, that's what I'm noticing is is how can they lead this? They're leading it by showing us that more people want to be invested than we give credit for. Yeah, more people want to be connected with us, and we don't need to be on an island with it. Yeah. Um, do you think I wrote this down? Do you think COVID had anything to do with that? Because you know you graduated in 2020, like you know your whole adult life has been post COVID. Mm-hmm. These kids, you know, they were, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm thinking about some of the kids in your youth group. You know, you've got these 13 year olds, 14 year olds that were in elementary school during COVID. Mm-hmm. So their entire teenage life right now is post COVID, and so an online generation moved even more online. Yeah. It feels like, but yet they often crave relationship as well. Yeah. I think, you know, when we talk about the cross cross platform, I don't know if COVID had anything to do with that happening, like, um, blooming because, um, I think that's been around for a while ever since online gaming has been a thing. And, uh, any social media platform has been a thing. I think that's when it started, but when it started, like, I think COVID helped push the envelope um, with it growing so much that we're like, everybody does it, you yeah. know? Um, but I, I do think uh, because of what COVID did, putting us in, in the house with only talking to people online and never seeing them really face-to-face, I think it did show them how how valuable it is to be in community because, you know, I, I hear a lot of the students just talk about how they were so depressed during that time mm-hmm. and how they're just so sad and they had nothing. It, well, they had no community, you yeah. know, that makes sense. Only community they had was online, Yeah, but you got to have both, you know, and you can't just have online community with no in-person community and you, or you'll feel lonely. Um, and I think they, I think they realized, Oh, I need to find friends. I need a community. And so they're telling their parents, like, hey, I need a community. And uh, there's a lot of students I talk to, and they're all the parents I talk to. They're like, they're not going to go to church if, the, if their student does not connect. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, like, I had a student last night. I, I talked to the mom uh, about a week ago, and she said, you know, like, we're starting to, to transition transition to another church, and but there's no youth group, and there's not a lot of young people. And our our you know, our, our student really wants to connect in a community. And, um, so I'm calling to really check in on new life's community and what's going on. I said, yeah, we'd love to have her. And, you know, and she said she loved it Yeah, because there's a community. Yeah. So that's yeah. good. The last area I want to talk about, cause we've talked about how they can lead their peers. We've mm-hmm. talked about how they can lead people older than them. Let's talk about the opposite way. How can this generation lead the kid lifers, the, those 412 kids, even the little life kids, the, the kids who are, who are younger than they are. Um, I've always noticed this and I've always said it, but like every generation is always going to look at the next generation ahead of them and mm-hmm. see what they're doing. And they're going to look at their wins and their mistakes and learn from it. So whether or not, if you're a student listening to this or watching this, whether you realize it or not, you're, you're being watched. Yeah. You're being watched by a younger generation who thinks you are the coolest people in the world. <laughs> yeah. You may be the biggest nerd at your school, but like you are the coolest person in the eyes of some third grader, you know? Yeah. And so what, what is it that Gen Alpha, these teenagers right now that are, I mean, Let's be honest, they're trying to figure it out themselves. Yeah. But what is it that they can do 
to help lead the generations behind them. I wonder if it's if, if they could do that by like <clears throat> just asking questions mm-hmm. and just asking the 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 younger people questions of like about who they are because <clears throat> it's you're showing by doing that you're showing them that like you know asking people the questions about about them is is important and I also think um I also wonder if you know it, encouraging them to to go talk to someone that they wouldn't talk to that would be considered an outcast yeah. you know be like just encouraging them. Hey, what if you went to go talk to him? What if you want to go ask him a question? And, um, I think the younger generation would receive it. And if they didn't be like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. <laughs> and then it opens a conversation. Why, why yeah. don't you want to do it? And it's giving that it's coach. It's giving the opportunity to coach them up and into, um, into, into a direction of, 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 of a community. Yeah. So, you know, most of the people listening to this are probably from our campus. They attend our church. Yeah. Um, and we have a model of, you know, attending one, serving one. We have a very serve heavy culture. Yeah. And I know you do a really great job of encouraging students to serve. Yeah. And the natural place for a lot of them to serve is in kid life or in 412 or in little life. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think number one, parents listening to this, if your kid is not serving, Get them serving. Yes. Get them serving because, number one, they they get to naturally, they get to show, not tell, right? Yeah. They get to show these kids on a Sunday morning uh, what growing up looks like. Yeah. And I think going back to, I can't remember if it was this episode or the last one, where you talked about being authentic even in your mistakes. Yeah. Like these teenagers, be, be authentic when you mess up. Let them know you've messed up. Let, yeah. let them know, you, know, you don't have to go into all the details that may not be appropriate for a young kid, but you know, you may just tell them, Hey, I, I you know, I've made a mistake before. I've been selfish before. Yeah. Um, you know, let them know that you make mistakes, but are still loved by God. Mm-hmm. Your parents still care about you. Your friends still care about you. Uh, but getting involved, parents help lead that, you know, let's not let our kids get complacent and just attend a Sunday. Let's get involved doing something. Yeah. And I think, um, I think parents have a huge role to play in all of that because if the parents are just going to Sunday and just consuming, and even if they're just consuming this, this podcast, um, I think that's what their kids are going to do. They're just going to consume. And we have a ton of, of kids who, students who go on Sundays, but they don't come on to youth. Yeah. And I want them so desperate to come yeah. to youth and, but selfishly, but like in all realness, if, um, uh, if you don't have a, if you as a parent don't have it in your heart that you want your kid to learn, you know, that serving others is what Jesus did and that we should model, we should do what Jesus did. Then I think that's what your, your kids are going to do. They're not going to do what Jesus did. They're not going to serve others. Yeah. They're not going to serve each other. And they're not going to serve up. And I think you as a parent, you have the opportunity to do that. And that starts by Sundays. And that starts by, okay, well, we have two services. So that means, which in the summer we have yeah, one. But, summertime, we're having one right now. But it, it could be, you know, like serve one week, attend the next. Yeah. And you're modeling to your kid, hey, serving matters. Yeah. Jesus washed feet. I should go and teach these kids about Jesus. Yeah. And, 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 and then show them like, hey, you know, Wednesdays are important, you know, and like that's when you go consume content just for you mm-hmm. and not just for me as a parent. And then in that, it's up to me to teach them, okay, this is why it's important and teaching them the the fundamentals of, not the, fun, well, I guess the fundamentals, but also like uh, to elaborate, 
on everything and why it's all important and have a hands-on uh, one-on-one and just teaching them, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, I know, you know, as a former youth pastor, I can speak to this and I know he's going to agree with this. Uh, parents, if your kid is not attending youth, I almost called it real life, but <laughs> I didn't. Uh, if they're not attending on Wednesday night, okay, uh, get them to attend. Yeah. You know, now you don't want to force them because that's not going to be fun for anybody, but no. encourage them to let yeah. them know the benefits. Um, make sure they get a ride, make sure they got a way to get there. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was always, you know, I'm going to be a little bit on my soapbox and I might cut this part out later. I don't know, <laughs> but it was always the most frustrating thing for me when I saw families that attended, uh, our church, um, who, who did not encourage their kid to get connected to their student ministry. Yeah. And, you know, it, now listen, I, there's other, there's parachurch ministries out there, K-Life, Young Life. There's a whole different bunch of stuff. If they go to a youth group with a friend, that's fine. We're not saying that that our youth group is the the best youth group we are. As but, long as they're in a youth group. <laughs> but that's all get matters. plugged into biblical community, someplace yeah. that they're teaching the word. Obviously, we want it to be here. Yeah. But uh, make sure it's just somewhere, you know, it, it's... It's easy to have friend groups, and hopefully those friend groups are full of life and they're life-giving, but being part of a biblical community where you, and if it's your church, you know what your church believes, right? Yeah. Like, we're, we're teaching the same thing that we are on Sundays. Yeah. We're, we're following it up. And so uh, that's that's a, on your behalf, that's a plea to parents to to encourage your kids to, to go. You know, yeah. say, hey, go check it out. Bribe them if you have to. Pay them off. I don't care. <laughs> I just tell students, man, come come try it out. If you don't like it, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Right. Like whether it's a youth group that we have one student, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. And if you come and you don't like it, hey, that's okay. You know, there's always another youth group. There's 80 churches in our that's right. <laughs> Go find one. <laughs> you don't have to come to ours. Just come try it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Just get in community. And I yeah. think, you know, based on what we've talked about today, most students are doing this. And they're, they're showing us up as old people. They're showing us up as adults. You know, they're doing this way better than we are. And so uh, this has been a great conversation. I think we learned a lot here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Like what we do every episode to close this thing out, I just want you to pray. I want you to pray over, um, you know, the students that they lead this well with their own generation and beyond and uh, close this thing out for us, Johnson. God, I thank you so much for your leadership. Your leadership. I thank you so much for how you lead us. And I thank you so much for how you modeled what leadership is. I thank you so much for for modeling what servant leadership is. I thank you so much for modeling what a community looks like. And I thank you for who you are. I just pray and ask that you continue to lead us. I pray that you continue to lead this community. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you once again for listening to this week's episode. I hope you got something out of it. Share it with a friend. Uh, If you have a student or you know of somebody who has a student, uh, share this with them, a parent uh, or a student, either one. We'll get something out of this. I guarantee it. Uh, Keep listening. We got got more episodes coming up. Uh, This has been such a good series for us, diving a little bit deeper, understanding what all of this means, what it just means to just do something, just to be part of community. It makes such a difference. And I think the, the more we can teach on this and the better we can be. Uh, Johnson, thank you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, (laughs) C-Dub. Once again. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody.